Welcome to the Supercy Journal podcast on off-site manufacturing. This podcast, sponsored by Grandforce, will look at the benefits and challenges of constructing m solutions off-site. We're speaking to two experts from Grandforce on the growth of the market and how the design process is affected by the off-site construction approach. We have here Peter Swart, who is the Business Development Director for OSB, Offsite Build, and John Austin, who is the Engineering Director at Gronfoss Sunderland Manufacturing Plant. The control over design quality during manufacture is one of the key benefits of off-site building, and conditions for workers is much better in a controlled factory environment. In fact, buildingoffsite.com says factory conditions are 80% safer than site conditions. And factory productivity is also a big benefit. This is much higher off-site, according to Building Offsite, with productivity reaching 80% compared with 40% for a typical site. So we're going to be speaking to Peter first. And we also have uh, Tim Dwyer here with us, who's the technical editor on Sipsy Journal. And um, if I could just ask Peter first, why is off-site building playing an increasing role in um, M&E solutions and construction at the moment? Afternoon, Alex. Um, thank you for the introduction. Offsite build construction um, incorporates a variant of innovative approaches for construction buildings and infrastructure that results into increased efficiency of improved productivity, as you mentioned um, yourself. The future of construction is changing as part of the, the budget that the, the government and the Treasury announced back in 2017 that the UK government would use its purchasing power to deliver module methods of construction across the capital projects. So that gives us a few areas to focus on, like, for example, the benefits of programming logistics, safety, and also the quality and environmental sustainability and productivity. So if we just touch on a couple of these, programming logistics, offsite construction can significantly reduce the site program. Safety, factory allows significant use of approachable tools and handling methods, which reduce risk on sites. Quality, offsite manufacturing can provide increased levels of accuracy and reduce defaults and waste and increase life cycle cost. Environmentally, by constructing building elements on a flexible um, offsite, waste can be virtually eliminated. Any waste production are controlled and recycled and site noise and dust produced on site can be reduced as well. Productivity and resource within manufacturing is significantly higher with construction industry and reduce the number of workers required on site, which would be also an issue uh, moving forward with um, lack of um, potential labour within the UK market. Joel, we just touch on labour actually, so it might be a good point to talk about Brexit. Um, we're recording this after January the 1st, so, so we do have a deal, um, and I'm sure a lot of people will be interested in how how Brexit is affecting uh, manufacturers in the UK. Could you briefly describe how Brexit has affected manufacturing, uh, if at all? Um, for that question, I will hand us hand you over to John Austin, who's in charge of the our factory facility up in Sunderland. Thanks, thanks, Peter. Thanks, Alex. Um, yeah, so. Uh, we spent a lot of uh, last year and actually um, some of the previous year as well, sort of making our preparations for, for Brexit. Um, so we've been working intensively uh, prior to the, the announcement of the deal. So we're, we were clearly yeah, uh, pleased that the, the deal got uh, announced uh, just prior to, prior to Christmas. 
Um, but that didn't mean that you know we had we stopped our our Brexit preparations. In fact, because um, although it's uh, tariff-free trading, uh, we still have some uh, some customs requirements that we have to sort of embed and into our into our business system. So, I guess from a from a manufacturing point of view, I'd say it's pretty much business as usual. Um, we do have some, I guess, some one or two challenges, so one or two bumps in the road. Uh, developing the systems and I think you're sort of seeing some of these things on on the playing out on the news but business is normal to all intents and purposes and uh, you know uh, I guess you know Grunfoss is a, a well-established business we've got lots of uh, I guess specialists in our field to to manage uh, the challenges that are coming. Sure no th- thanks very much um, and we're looking at off-site for you you're you're obviously a pump manufacturer what does that mean for you, offsite construction? You're you're making pump systems, but how does that work in in practice in your factory? I mean, how how big are the solutions? Are you and are you introducing other components at this stage into your manufacturing plant? I guess the answer is is yes. So um, you're right that we are a, a pump manufacturing plant, and we've been manufacturing pumps uh, in the northeast of of England for uh, I think 47 years now. So, so we're pretty well established, but you know now we're we're increasingly uh, moving and specialising in offsite builds. So, you know we are introducing, I guess, you know many other components. So we're, we're still building the pumps here, uh, but we're now packaging those in combination with you know pipe work, valves, heat exchangers, um, control systems. So we've made control systems for a number of years as well. So we are effectively com- combining that sort of the pump and the system knowledge from a variety of segments uh, and really trying to provide as 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 many solutions for the for the market as possible yeah um, uh, enclosures um full buildings so uh, i think the, the the heaviest single item we've made so far is 35 tons um so there's there's plenty in there uh, over and above just the pumps wow and is, is there any sort of trends uh, for for 2021 and beyond, are there, are there more things coming into the factory at the moment that weren't won't be done offside a few years ago? For, so, from a from a factory point of view, we are, uh, I guess, we're really sort of uh, sort of growing, particularly with the heat interface units and, and um, HVAC skids. Uh, they're sort of real growth areas, and, and um, data centres are another particularly particularly large uh, large growth area for us. We're seeing a lot of um, uh, orders and um, sort of requests for quotation from uh, the data centre market, which I think sort of, I guess, we're, you know, we're seeing a bit of an explosion. Well, that, that's interesting because we're all at home using YouTube and home learning, so there's more demand for, for the cloud and, yeah, data centres. Yeah, and, you know, I guess, uh, you know, there's the household names that, that we're all familiar with um, and, and certainly, you know, they're building, uh, you know, multiple data centres you know, in the UK and around the globe, around the globe, but also some, I guess, some of the lesser-known data storage hubs as well. So we're working, uh, working with a number of those. John, you, you mentioned this is Tim Dwyer. Uh, you mentioned uh, HVAC uh, skids. So do you go beyond the pump and the HIU? Do you go into uh, systems which include more active components such as boilers and fans and ventilation uh, systems? I think at the, at, the, at the moment, so we are, I guess we're working with, with our, our, our customer base really to understand their requirements. So um, where I mean, we have we have packaged um, 
boilers um, for for customers uh, in the past. But I think where we are at the moment is we're really sort of, I guess, specialising and sort of using our, our competencies within the business to to really get some really good solutions for uh, HVAC skids, making you know modular solutions. And uh, likewise for heat interface units, particularly focusing on, you know, sort of, I guess, you know, optimizing the packaging because, there, you know, there's some real uh, packaging challenges when we, you know, in, on this kind of product because um, generally space is a, a real constraint in, in buildings and, and getting all the equipment into a serviceable solution is, uh, is, is something that we're really focusing on. Of course, the uh, the HIU market is is increasing exponentially. It seems so. I, I just wonder when when you're working with the HIUs or controls or other components, are there specific products you use, or you, are you do you incorporate uh, products to to satisfy a particular client? I guess it's a combination of solutions. So. You know, I guess in the uh, the way the at the moment the situation in the market is that some customers will have, um, I guess, you know, predefined um, uh, solution suppliers. Um, so we'll work with work with uh, those, uh, and then you know we have, I guess, preferred suppliers that we that we that we're working with and preferred partners are working with for Grunfoss, because I guess this is a an area where. You know, we're not just, I guess, a, a, a manufacturer in, in the UK. We're, we're, we're drawing on the resources that Grunfoss has globally. You know, globally, Grunfoss is, is working and developing solutions to, uh, for, you know, optimum solutions for sort of for energy transfer and um, uh, district heating and, and such. So, you know, we can sort of draw on, on both areas, really. Thank you, John. Um, I was going to ask, actually, it's obviously a bit of a transformation of off-site as opposed to on-site and, and the design process. I wonder if you could describe how that design process changes when we manufacture off-site and, and what should designers be bearing in mind when using this approach? Yes, the approach does change to some extent. Um, looking back a few years, um, a big big part of the market was not as acceptable to offsite build as we are now, which has been a big push from the clients um, driving the offsite build. A few years ago, we were looking at around 10% of the market or of a build was going to be offsite build, where we're now around 30 to 40% of the build is offsite. Um, what we had to do with at Grunforce, we had to learn and adapt as well and sort of see what the market requires. So when we're looking at an offsite build as a, as a complete package, um, it, it could be pump skids, it could be a um, heat interface unit or package plants. We work very closely with the con contractor and the design consultant to find a solution that fits everyone's needs. So sometimes there will be constraints, but we try and work within that and within our capabilities as well. So everyone has a, a solution. For example, if we look at a, a pump skid, um, as John um, mentioned, space is always an issue on any project, especially, especially in London. But you also have to take into consideration these pumps will need to be serviced at some point. So there's no point in putting them too close together and you can never service them. So we have to manage that expectation of all the parties involved. And in terms of um, designing for off-sites, I understand it, it's, it's very well. It's important that the design process everybody collaborates at a very early stage because you can't change it too much in the construction process. 
is that right? And is, are contractors having to change the way they, they work? Yes, to some extent. Um, so that's where we sort of look at the 80-20 rule. In the past, what we used to do is ask what a customer wanted. And as a result, we always managed to find a solution which were unique but different to the ones that we've done in the past. So what we did is we looked at the 2080 rule and we looked to standardize our products, our offering, our offside build offering to the market, which we did um, last year. And as a result, we um, created a range for Havec pump skids, which is called the Delta range. And 80% of it is a fixed design, but there's 20% that we can look at to change to meet the client requirements. And that way, the, the contractor and the design consultant gets a focus of what okay. they're looking to get. And then we can um, change a little bit from there. So they're given a kind of a certain element the design is fixed, but they, they have a degree of flexibility. Exactly. Similar to when you go and buy a car, you get the, the base frame and the engine. You can change maybe the, um, the seating, the interior, the color of the car in the same principle. You get a fixed design, a standardized design, and then there's a little bit of flexibility within that. And our clients and designers, they're generally happy they can work within those, within that criteria. Yes, but we get the odd um, scenario where we need to look at something completely special, and yeah. we are we're more than happy to do that as well. So that will be what we call the ETO, or engineer to order solution, because it's a one-off solution. It's to identify when is something ETO, engineer to order, and when it's an offsite build solution, which is based on a, a standard design. And presumably, if the market's asking for different things, you, you can evolve your central offering, that 80% part. Exactly. And, that, and that's exactly what we've done over the last few years. So the market, um, as John mentioned, we've, we've sort of come a long way. But saying that at the same time, up in Sunderland, we build pumps, but we've been building booster sets for 20, 30 years. And a booster set is the same as a as a, it's very similar to a Havac pump skit. So we have been building solutions for decades. Um, people never just never saw it as a solution selling where pump skits, heat interface unit package plant is seen as an offside build solution. So we do, we've been doing it for years. It's just changing the perception in the market. I wondered uh, what Peter was, where Peter was just talking about ETOs, engineered to order systems there. What determines whether something is an ETO and, and whether something is actually some uh, a standard package component from, from Grunfoss? So we've designed a few different uh, standardized units. So for our Delta range, we have a standard design. For our heat interface units, we're in the process of designing a standardized unit. So it just depends on, for example, if we look at a heat interface unit and the unit is designed, so we, it's, a, it's a building block design, so we can have heating and chilled next to each other, or you can have just heating or just chilled as well. But if the client is looking to make alternative changes to the design, where we're looking at um, different types of pipe work, different outlets, adding additional equipment, like potential side stream filtration units, and we have to design the base of the unit bigger as well, then we start looking at uh, ETO. It's when we sort of surpass that 20% variant, then we have to look at it as a, it is not a standardized unit anymore. We need to look at it as an ETO. 
and the the, the roll-on effects on that is time because now you have to start doing a, a base design again you don't have a base design to work from so you're looking at a longer lead time i think um it's we've, we, i guess we talked about the the sort of move to to offsite build to increase productivity in in, in the manufacture but i guess the point that that you know and we're in our in our offering that peter's described is we're trying to improve the the productivity in the in the design process as well so that by having the standard solutions and you know being involved very early in the process then you know we can improve productivity in that in that design in the engineering requirements um so so that's at the forefront of our minds as well uh, I wonder whether the uh, improvement in productivity on site uh, will compensate for presumably the, the extra cost of uh, supply of, of such units over individual components. Are you able to show the client that there, there is a, a cost benefit overall? Uh, the, I think there's some research data around, I think, showing something like over 40% um, cost reduction through off-site build. And I guess it is a question which which comes back, um, uh, you know, again, but, you know, fundamentally we're making the process so much leaner in terms of, you know, reducing those costs. And and I think importantly, the, the risks on site, risks of, uh, I guess, of cost creep and, and time creep, uh, you know, that it, it does offer some sort of significant advantages, you know, end to end cost. And I think it's the it's the end to end element, which is really important because of this, you know, so many costs that uh, you know that we can cover by effectively being a, a sort of very lean uh, manufacturing process and you know as we described earlier by early involvement in the de the engineering process by being as lean from a from a you know an engineering and design process as well which ultimately will will save money are you seeing some of the drivers in the, in the market coming from uh, clients who want some guarantees of performance uh, yes, Alex, that's a that's a big driver, especially at the consultant and client level. Um, clients will be responsible for these buildings for 20, 25 years, and design consultants are responsible for the design for uh, roughly around 10 years. And so it's very important to look beyond just the pump and some pipe work. And that's exactly what we've done at Grunfoss with our standard design. We've looked beyond that and created a, a complete solution by adding our smart controller, our MPC controller to our pump skids, and also some additional sensors. And what you get and the client will get from that is a system, a complete system, which the pumps will be controlled and cascade control, which means the pumps will work on this most efficient point at any given time. You won't have one pump running at 100%, the other pump at 10%, and the pumps will always work at the same percentage. You also, will get specific energy and specific energy goes hand in hand with predictive maintenance. And then we'll also control the system on a return delta T as a set point influence. So if the water comes back at a higher or lower temperature that needs to be, it will influence the pump speed but maintain the comfort level at the same time. So that is definitely an important factor for all designs on offside builders to go beyond just pipe valves and pumps. And in terms of monitoring that performance, do you do offer a service of actually monitoring pumps in operation, or would that be to a, a sort of external third-party data analysis? That tends to be done by the BMS system within the building. Yeah, so it wouldn't necessarily come back to you. 
No, so we can provide all those set points and all that information gets sent to the BMS and then they they will use it in the format that they they their preferred format. In terms of design as well, it would seem that there's an advantage of using BIM in, a, in an offsite manufacturing process uh, because everything has to be designed earlier so you can bring the models together at an earlier stage. And I guess looking in the, into the future, we're, we're looking at kind of assets and recording operation on those assets and having real-time information. And I assume the off-site manufacturing process uh, is giving the opportunity to use more digital tools. And is, it, is that something you're able to exploit in, in your off-site environment? So, uh, I mean, we're, we're sort of heavily exploiting, I guess, as many sort of digital tools, in, including BIM, as we're, we're able to really. Um, you know, we see that, uh, you know, digital tools are a, I guess a a game changer for us for us at the moment. Um, particularly from I guess from a factory point of view, speed of speed of development and um, assurance of performance um, and you know safety characteristics such as such as lifting and and finite element analysis. So, from a I guess from the factory production uh, and sort of uh, verification point of view. You know, BIM and, and digital tools are basically the, the, a major sort of game changer for us in terms of ensuring that we can sort of maximise productivity and uh, value add. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Tim? Yeah, I just, I just want to. I mean, look, on on BIM, I mean, it's a it's obviously a, a developing area still, and and a lot of people you know assume BIM is is really is restricted to three D design. I, I just wonder whether you're investigating sort of a richer BIM models where there's, there's, there's more performance information within the model, which can then pass across to the, to the client's uh, asset models so that they can then use that information perhaps for condition-based monitoring or what, what or whatever they, they, they feel they need to, PPM uh, and other, other uh, needs. I guess not so much um, probably in in the factory environment, the design verification requirement um, an area. But uh, I know that Grunfoss, you know, as a group is working really hard on this area to to really sort of maximise the, the the digital um, value add that, you know, that the client sees from, um, from pumping products. So what should you be thinking about when you're considering um, an off-site partner? I guess it's really it's really important to to choose the right the right partner um, uh, for the you know for developing the the offsite build solution. It's for me it's about having the the partner that really understands requirements and um, can maximise the the value add, but is also um, really active and really aware of the the risks that we're trying to mitigate through offsite build. So you know how can we you know, improve the um, the the engineering and design productivity. How can we improve the building productivity? But you know, assure that I guess what's what's delivered is is functionally um, fit for purpose uh, and exceeds expectations. And you know, having a I guess a a, a partner like Grunfoss, you know, we've got a I guess tremendous experience both globally and locally in delivering solutions which you know sort of exceed expectations, exceed requirements. I would like to follow on with um, John there. Um, I do believe also it's very important to pick the right partner. Um, at Grunforce, we like to think that we're not just a pump selling man of, um, company. We like to think of a solution 
selling. So we have a lot of area sales managers who work with contractors, consultants on a daily basis with a lot of knowledge and experience. And we will be more than happy to sit with our, our customers and discuss a solution, an overall solution, and not just looking at the, the smaller picture, but looking at the bigger picture. Right. Thanks very much. And um, I should say at this point that um, you have had uh, CPD's webinars on Sipsy Journal, and the, these are still available on the website sipsyjournal.com. So you, you can look back at those and, and actually yeah, get some CPD points. Well, well, thank you very much, uh, John, Peter and uh, Tim. That's been really interesting. Um, and we look forward to seeing what's going to happen in 2021 um, in terms of when we get beyond COVID and the market picks up and, and how we take Brexit in our stride. So thanks very much, all three of you. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Alex, for today's questions. Um, it was good to spend a bit of time with yourselves. How to find out a bit more? Please contact um, your local area sales manager at Grundforce or alternatively, if you could send us an email at UK hyphen info at grunfos.com. Um, thank you very much. Brilliant. Thanks very much.